guys. Welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Wehrma. I'm Corinna Hart. And I'm Wally Lyons. You guys can't tell, but we are recording from a new locale, which is my apartment. It's which, very exciting. We're in West Hollywood, guys. Yeah, we're in West Hollywood. It feels nice. It's homey. This week, we're talking about Million Dollar Idea, which aired January 11th, 1954. And what happens in this episode is that Lucy and Ethel go into business making salad dressing based on Lucy's Aunt Martha's recipe. Their advertising on a local TV show looks like a success, but when Ricky finds out that they're losing money on each shard, the girls have to find a way to get their customers to cancel their orders. I love this episode so much. It's really, really great. It's probably one of my favorite ones that we've watched in recent memory. And it yeah. also was like a great time for Ethel to shine, which I really appreciated. Oh, we're going to talk about it because Ethel is having her moment. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about in this episode. But where we start is they're all having dinner in the living room, even though they have like a little dining area that they don't use. Basically, the first joke of the show, which I like identified with so heartily, was that whenever somebody asked for seconds all the men would say no which like wait what and then Ethel was like well we can't let food go to waste she's eating more potatoes she's eating more of this she's eating more of that girl after my own heart because I love getting seconds and thirds I really love eating it's frankly the only thing I love it's a passion of mine as well but of course Fred has to come in hot with some jokes calling Ethel fat and you know our take here which is has Fred ever looked in a mirror and seen his own body type (laughs) he said something Sometimes it's like I married a garbage disposal. I honestly feel like a garbage disposal in like a very productive way. I like that I don't let stuff go to waste. No. I'm not going to throw good food in the trash. No. I act as a garbage disposal in the most productive of fashions. Listen, I don't like fat shaming anyone except Fred Mertz, but I don't like Fred Mertz fat shaming our girl because, by the way, she looks amazing. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know what he's talking about. When he says she's growing sideways. Uh, no, she is not. No. No. She's growing more beautiful by the minute. How dare you? But also, Ethel has a really good retort, and she goes, quiet, fat boy. Oh my god, I want to say that all the time. <laughs> Which is straightforward and to the point, and I really appreciated yeah. that. Right. <laughs> it's like, sometimes you only need so many words, and she arrived at the three that you need. No. It's not, I love you, it's quiet, fat boy. <laughs> I also think she was just showing a great appreciation for Lucy and her cooking. You know, yes. like, friends don't let friends have leftovers. No, and one of the things that they were most excited about that they were eating was Lucy's salad. Salad, mm-hmm. which Fred loves the dressing on. She makes it herself, and later we learn some of the ingredients, which are onion. oil, onion, salt. We're not sure what else. Ew. Can I just say, Linda, my mother, has a salad dressing that apparently everyone loves. Like, so she's always required to make salads at family gatherings. Maybe she should bottle it. She should. But we'll do the, like, math behind it first so we don't end up in a right. similar situation well, as this. But what do you think the other ingredients could be? I would think some kind of vinegar. Like, well, it looks creamy when we do see oh, it. Oh, so like a ranch. It, yeah. yeah, it's confusing that Mayo? it looks like a mayonnaise. Like yeah. it looks it chunky. Looked like, it looks like a blue cheese or ranch or like a thousand island. Yeah. So maybe there's eggs in Lucy's salad dressing. I mean, there didn't seem to be that in the assembly line, but like maybe. It just seemed very heavy. Oh, yeah. Basically what happens is over the course of the meal, we get compliments on her salad dressing and Fred's like, 
you should bottle it. Which we later learned because Fred is obsessed with million dollar ideas. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to work. He just wants to own a building and have a million dollar idea. He wants to have a get rich quick scheme. Which I mean, we know don't same. work. Don't we same. all? What um, would your get rich quick scheme be? I don't have one, but I've had an idea for a long time, which I know Ethel says Fred's had a million ideas, but he, someone always makes it to the patent office more quickly than he does. That's very funny. And what I've been talking about for like five years is Shazam for plants. Oh, I agree. Like, I just want a plant identifying app, and there is one. Oh, And it costs like idea. $6, so I'm not going to pay for it. An idea I had 10 years ago that is now an app that I should have done is just like public toilet finder. <gasps> yes. Oh. Where it's just like, at any given moment, I want to know where I can go especially, to pee. Especially in LA, also New York. Literally any Starbucks. My most recent idea has been I want to be able to find affordable weekend trips. Mm within a certain area instead of like you go on airbnb and you go on expedia or what you know you go on mm-hmm. a hotel tonight go on all of them and you like compare and contrast where you could go i wish i could just go on to one place and set it like i am coming from los angeles i want to drive a maximum of four hours mm. and i want to go somewhere with a reasonable hotel and not a shitty chain hotel i want to see something interesting i want to go i wish you could just plan weekend trips from wherever you live a one-stop shop a search engine get yourself an assistant the other thing i always thought i would be able to monetize which i have not been able to is the idea of i just like want to be someone who creates someone's wedding hashtags like i want to get paid to do that because i do that for my friends constantly (laughs) and i just want to monetize it there are people who i get paid to do that i think i want that to be my business because like i've made at least three weddings i've made their hashtags pro bono because i like wordplay i like ricky's word association game that he's playing yeah it's like money where have i heard that (laughs) who spoke to me about money and then he was like, oh, the bank called. Do you think he was just like waiting all of dinner for the appropriate time <laughs> to bring it up? This is like forever my complaint. But like, why are you doing this in front of your friends? <laughs> that is exactly what I was thinking. Is the appropriate time to have this conversation at a dinner with Fred and Ethel? Couldn't you wait till they leave and you're alone as a couple to be like, did you overdraw our bank account again? When have you ever been out to dinner with friends and the couple has said, like, yeah, we, I mean, we can't pay our bills. <laughs> what are you saying? Like, I just think there's like, with Fred and Ethel, there's a complete lack of boundaries that I find. I, and I'm someone with not a lot of boundaries, but I find it unrelatable. Like, may no what? friends ever consider me to be that close of a friend. Right? Obviously, Lucy's going to tell Ethel, right, about the conversation. Right. We don't need to see Fred and Ethel witness the conversation to know that Ethel knows about it. I can understand for the purposes of TV, where we're going to have the conversation in front of them because we're just trying to get to it and get it over with but then like we have the real-time follow-up the next morning where she was like what happened after we left last night i'm like oh so things get even more crazy than that right like we're gonna talk about the fact that like that was a conversation that never should have happened in front of anyone yeah but anyway so they had a real row going over her books but also the bank teller who told ricky that lucy overdrew her account if this show doesn't make me make sure that i want to have complete financial independence from a man i don't know what else will yeah just in terms of couples not knowing how to communicate about like very real things this was another example of ricky just like bringing her to task in front of them and so she was forced to eat a bunch of pastries 
Oh yeah, that was so good. She, she just couldn't like stop. Ten of them. It's like, are you going to choke, Lucy? You should slow down. That'll drag out the time before you have to have. Yeah, this don't just keep your mouth full. Just really drag it out. But yeah, and yeah, the fact that well, I might have one more. And the fact that nobody else was eating any, I was like, mm-hmm. well, so what were they? They looked like bugles. What were they? I know they, they looked were like gooey pastries. Mm-hmm. That's what they called them. But like, what are those? I've never heard of those. I don't know, but I want one. Should we make them? Yeah, let's make a gooey pastry. I've never been right to a there. bakery and been like can i have a gooey pastry Maybe please it's like, a, it's like a cinnamon bun i don't know what i thought it was but anyways so yeah so the next day so now she's like has to pay the money back she spent her allowance until 1978 it's like obviously that's not sustainable right she but they, can't not spend money for the next but, like but also if Ricky, they can 15 years, years yeah. he can afford it and they're not in debt like they're doing perfectly fine he keeps saying he's like every month i put money in the bank and every month you spend that and more like how dare well, that's you that's how bills work that's right her job is to spend that money on your life. Maybe if you let her be on the stage and perform, she would have less time to spend your money. That's probably true. So they are trying to talk about how they could make money instead of spend money. And they come across this idea of Lucy being like, well, Fred likes my salad dressing. Fred being a substitute for America's audience, I guess. Just like a lover of eating. A lover of eating. We know he likes it. Maybe he should eat more of it, actually. So they're going to to bottle and sell the salad dressing and they're going to call it Aunt Martha's Old Fashioned Salad Dressing Mm -hmm. because it sounds... Sounds legit. Yeah, it sounds legit. And it was her Aunt Martha's recipe. Right. Everybody has an Aunt Martha, though, because Ethel has one, too. This is the the first time we hear of a Lucy's Aunt Martha, but I feel like everybody has an Aunt Martha. And yeah, but then Ethel makes a joke about, like, old fashions being in the... (laughs) The dressing. The dressing, which... A drink of the time. And of the current times. Yes, and it comes back again later in the episode. So old fashions are just like a trending topic in this episode. But yeah, I mean, and then they're like, well, how do we sell enough? And then they realize their friend Carolyn, who we've seen, their bridge friend. Who had the crazy new decor. Yes. Whose husband is apparently doing well because he runs a TV studio. He runs a whole station. Why haven't, why hasn't this avenue been explored before? Lucy's always trying to get on TV. I thought the same thing. And maybe that's why they tolerate Carolyn. Like maybe it's more about the long game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very interesting because Lucy calls her her like dearest friend or something. And... Ethel's obviously offended, but Lucy's basically calling her that to use her for her TV connection. Right. We know that Lucy really likes Ethel because she cannot get anything out of Ethel's connections because <laughs> Ethel unfortunately has none. So it's really just about friendship. Ethel's and main connection is Lucy. Is yeah. They like to gal pal around and that's what Well matters. and also the one thing we've learned about Lucy from the Lucy Tells the Truth episode and now this one is that Lucy loves to throw shade. And she doesn't really talk any shade about Ethel really. She'll talk shade about literally everyone else. So, like, Carolyn, as she's dialing her, she's like, she's the stingiest, penny-pinching. Oh, hi, Caroline. 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 And so she'll never do that to Ethel. No, no Sometimes she'll say Ethel looks tacky, but, like, that's only because she has to. Or being forced to tell the truth. apartment looks tacky. But but it's it's all on Fred more than anything. It's not about Ethel. Like, she knows that if Ethel had the means, like, whatever. Fred is the problem. Even just, like, the thought when they're like, we'll bottle the salad dressing and sell it. And this and that. Like, I got ill thinking about, like, just the lack of hygiene, mm-hmm. you know, when it would come to, like, selling a product. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, it was the 50s, and probably they dealt with a little bit less of, like, a health 
code restriction. But it's like so when you jar stuff, it's like you're supposed to put it in the oven and you know pasteurize yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's what's so funny about this idea is it's like oh, obviously we'll just make money by making something in our kitchen and bottling it and selling it to people. That's how Breaking Bad came about. <laughs> this is the precursor to Breaking Bad. That's true. That's definitely oh my God. true. Wait, this. Okay, we're cooking get, it in the kitchen. We're gonna get Vince Gilligan on the podcast, and we're gonna ask <laughs> Lucy is is Walter uh, White is yeah Brian Cranston, and then Aaron Paul is Ethel. Ethel. Oh my god, she's such a Jesse Pinkman. Oh my we'll god, and like the stakes are just as high. Lucy had overdrawn her bank account, and like Walter White has cancer, cancer. and he has to support his family. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. They decide they need to go do a commercial in order. They're like, oh well, in order to make this a successful business where we make a million dollars, which back then was like even more money than it is now yeah. crazy but they think a million dollar idea like that's truly a crazy amount of money back then yeah. um, and so they're like oh well, we've watched these a million times we've watched these infomercials oh you'll play this person i'll play that person and so then we cut to the tv studio right to this commercial where who's the guy who so plays Dickie davis is played by frank nelson who we've we seen him. as freddie fillmore from females are fabulous yeah and i looked at him and i was like oh i know exactly who he's a tv is. star in this world but apparently he has multiple tv personalities yeah. he's basically cornered the tv host game yes he is introing their segment and the sponsor of his show is Nelson Photo Finishing Company, right. whose slogan is, Our business is developing. I like that. Listen, I've been watching a lot of Mad Men. I'm on season four right now. Let me say Don Draper would have come up with something a little bit better. But <laughs> honestly, it's one of my favorite lame LA jokes to be at a party and to say, like, Oh, what do you do? I'm just like, Oh, I'm in development. And they're like, Where? And I'm like, No, just personally, I'm in development. <laughs> I'm developing. But yeah, so, so we open up on Dickie Davis. Yeah, and Ethel takes over. She's playing Mary Margaret McMurtz, which is based on a real woman named Mary Margaret McBride. She was a popular voice on the radio at the time. Like, so like a Martha Stewart type, or like a. She sort of hosted a women's talk show. Like the original Gwyneth Paltrow goop. <laughs> the first goop. As Ethel was on stage to talk about the salad dressings, I was just having flashbacks, of course, to the Vitamina Vegemin mm-hmm. episode. Honestly, I don't know why this episode doesn't get talked about more. That's what I was thinking. It's so it was good. so funny. I love the way that we showcase Ethel just being like calm while under pressure. And then we also get like some really, really good Lucy character play yeah. as well. Yeah. I know. It's baffling to me that we hadn't heard of this episode i sort of played it off of amazon where i watch it and i was like oh what's this gonna be about and then i was like this should be a classic this is up there with vitamina vegemin 100 percent. i feel like i had seen this as a kid and it was particularly the, the this is jumping forward a little bit but i'll come back is when they're doing the inventory of like all of the jars um. all over the apartment i somehow had like that image seemed familiar to me but i agree like and i think the thing about that whole commercial setup where you have ethel and then the average american housewife mm-hmm. like the the thing that was cool was that even though it hijinks ensue and it doesn't go according to their plan they're both like nailing what they're setting out to do yeah Ethel's doing exactly what she's trying to do. She does it well. Lucy's doing exactly what she's trying to do, just being like a 
doe-eyed, sort of stoned. She seemed like out of it. Yeah. Housewife. And it got exactly the result they were going for. So it was like, we got to have these like little successes, even though it like totally. didn't really pan out the way they wanted it to. Totally. And it was Lucy. Yeah. Lucy was on stage just like she wanted to be. She's playing a yeah. character. And it's funny because she would get so lost in the character that she kind of forgot about the task at hand, mm-hmm. which I really, really loved. She was having so much fun. Even before she got up there, Ethel was killing it. She was Ex- great. Except for the mishap of, oh, it's this number, not this address, you know? Mm. And that's just like a simple it, fix. I will say when that first came up, I was like, where are they laughing? And then I was like, oh, wait, this is how phone numbers used to right. be. <laughs> well, something, something, circle, what is that? And when she flips it, and so it makes it go upside down. Yeah. And, she, and you can tell the person's like, flip it. And she's like, I did it. I did flip it. <laughs> yeah. What, did she have an earpiece? She, she said, I did to... Who? I didn't know. Right, I went to probably like the cameras or something. Like, yeah. Or if there's yeah. someone like by the camera being like, flip it. But other than that, she was truly being a very professional woman. She was great and very comfortable on stage. The vaudeville days served her well. Yeah. She still has those skills. I would have bought salad dressing from them. Well, and maybe it worked a little too well, is what we learned. So Lucy comes up. She has Mrs. Clump. A, yeah, a pseudonym, Isabella Clump. And I thought she was doing a good job pretending like to be kind of stunned by the cameras slash really stunned by the cameras did you guys also feel a little bit ill when she poured the salad dressing on and i was like that just looks like way too much already so (laughs) thick very thick yes and then she just shoveled it into her mouth (laughs) like me eating pasta like that's why i don't like me eating french fries this is why i don't like me eating pizza like we all have our things (laughs) we all have our things that are not salad right yeah definitely. <laughs> and then end up drinking it directly from the jar what do you think the salad was made the, what do you think the dressing was that she drank from do you think it was just like milk you mean like the prop the yeah the prop the prop salad that dressing my main question because remember cream maybe dip? i would think like some sort of like thick heavy whipping cream or something yeah maybe sweetened or something yeah. so she could so she could drink it like a liquid yeah so gross <laughs> So we cut back to the kitchen. They're filling these 23 orders that they've received. Mm -hmm. Over the phone. Over the phone by appearing on the television show. Was this early QVC? Yes. Yes. Yes, And they were selling it for how much? 40 cents a jar? 40 cents a quart. A quart. But three cents of that is already committed to To Carolyn. Because she's penny pinching. And she, like, struck a deal, which we got to respect. She knew what she was doing. I respect that. So... They're just measuring things out. They're making like a large batch of something and then they start cutting onions. And I love lot, this. A lot of the humor came from them just kind of sniffling <laughs> and breaking down into tears. It was Which really funny. It really cracked so me up. Funny. Well, and so I just loved that they set it up so that the women are talking about all the things they would do with the money they had. Yeah. While they're cutting onions. What's your million dollar... Right, what's your million dollar plan? Yeah, what would you send it on? And that's still a conversation we're having today. Oh, yeah. And Ethel confirms what we talked about a couple episodes ago, which is she wants a mink stole or a mink coat, what every girl wants. Lucy needs to let her borrow her mink. No, she gave it up to buy her all of that furniture. You're right. What would you buy with a million dollars? I would probably go on a trip. That would probably be my first thing. At one point, Lucy says a country house with horses and tennis courts, which I thought was funny because that's kind of what they did buy, right? In real life, Later, that's what yeah. Lucy and, and Desi bought. And you mm-hmm. could do that with a million back then, probably, but maybe not. No. You could put a down payment. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be house-related for me. I would mm-hmm. probably buy a house on a lake somewhere. 
Like a vacation home. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, I would finally buy art for my walls and I would buy an air conditioning unit and I would buy like, you know, like that. I'm like, but I would, it, it's funny because I feel like I would, in that scenario, I'm like, oh, I would stay where I am right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I think I would stay, honestly, with a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I think put it away until I feel like I'm ready at a point to settle down and I think the question has to be what would you spend a million dollars on if you had to spend it if you weren't able to save it away or a little way because we're all we're sort of getting to the point where we're all so adult that we're like yeah we can't just blow a million but but if we had to just spend it just spend it if you were given like a one million dollar Amex gift card right where it was like, that's something that you actually have to spend. Yes, it would be flights and trips and mm-hmm. decorating my apartment. I would probably... And like a really pretty dress. I would go to Reformation. A party. I would throw my 30th birthday party. Yes. yes. Would be dope. Oh my God. What would the theme be? Um, it would be themed. I just think it would yeah, be. Yeah, it would Maybe be. it wouldn't be. It would be. Is it weird that the only thing I can think of is like gold? Like I, like maybe like um. Is it your like golden birthday? When's your golden... Did you that was when I was 26. Oh, mine was when I was 19. Mm, but I want it. I want <gasps> disco I themed want. would be like a disco so fun. I also liked Lucy's answer of buy the bank and fire the teller who told on me. Yeah, I did like that. Cause like, what was their problem? Yeah, I mean, it's probably a joint account, and maybe Ricky answered the phone, but still, I mean, watching Mad Men now which was you know the 60s obviously but it's like people told husbands about wives like don talks to betty's therapist about like how she's doing i feel like there was kind of an unspoken rule that you tell the husband about everything the wife is up to which is something we've shitty which we've addressed before where it's kind of like then the wife becomes like a child in a way though to be fair it is a joint account and like he should know if they're overdrawn but i'm a little confused because it's been a little inconsistent across the show where sometimes it's like nowadays i feel like a married couple would just have joint accounts and you might have separate accounts for your own stuff but you would have a shared account where really what happens is that i think they have an account and then there's a separate account that ricky moves money into every month for, for her it's, so it's like, an offshoot of his yeah if she's the only person who's really navigating that account he really doesn't need to know unless it's like yeah. really violently overdrawn i don't yeah, know yeah sure i mean in a healthy relationship you would both be interested in the health of your financial situation yeah and saving money for the future and you'd be having those conversations it always feels one-sided in this show where lucy just spends as much as she's given she never and it's almost a little unrealistic now especially now that she's a mother right and you think about that she would be invested in their financial future yeah like, is Ricky, little Ricky just going to also be, like, a star of stage and not have to go to college? Is They're probably depending on him being a child star, and then that <laughs> that goes to Lucy's allowance. I think he might be. Let's stick around. I know. Can't wait. I can't wait. Can't so, wait for him to buy them a new set of furniture. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Ricky comes in while they're cutting the onions and wonders why they're crying, and they explain it away. <laughs> then he finds out what the scheme is, because they, they pretty well cop to it. Yeah. They did, and I was actually surprised by that. I appreciated that because, as we see so often, they're hiding things from Ricky. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad she was like, "Well, we're doing this," and she was also so proud of what they were doing. So of course, it's disappointing that he immediately squashed their plans by telling. Well, yeah. What I'm bummed about is that the reason they share is because it is a good idea. Yes. Had they had they done a little bit more planning and like asked a few more questions of people who might have more experience, like if they charged fifty five cents a quart. 
Like, this could have been a cool business plan. Totally. So the fact that, like, Ricky was like, wait, what? How much does all this cost? What are you charging? Guys, this is such a horrible thing. Instead of being like, why don't we find a way to make this work? Right. Like, maybe we, the first batch is 40 cents, but maybe we go on the show again and say it's 55. That's what I thought was going to happen. I I thought they were going to up the price. Because clearly, if people want it. There's a need, yeah. Yes, totally. And you can market it where you're just like... It's so in such high demand, and we don't have enough of it, so we're upping the price. You right. know, like it's and a basic economics, which I dropped su- out of supply and demand. Exactly, right. there is demand, and I think the thing that was so funny about what happens is they immediately are like, "Wait, hold on a second, this isn't making us enough money fast enough, so we're bored and we're going to bail." And then they saw they have so many orders right. that they were like, "Well, we need to cancel out some of these orders," and so they go on, and what they don't realize is no press is bad press because they go and do this commercial that they think is going to cancel out what they did the first time but it's really just more attention and people are like oh this is fun let's continue to order from you yeah yeah it's just like a lack of understanding about like how marketing works there's just yeah there's a lot of missed opportunities they bought the jars where do you think they bought the jars probably from a regular store if they went wholesale with the jars Mm -hmm. they would be cheaper like and the labels and all the ingredients and so when you start a business you take a bit of a hit before you make money totally a lot of these things could have been discussed and factored in and i think it could have been a viable business and they probably gave up on it too quick well that's what that's the quick and the get rich quick scheme of it you know rather than get rich slowly and steadily at a normal pace right i actually also just had a thought is lucille ball or Lucy Ricardo, the original Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> she plays all of these characters and she fools all of these people. I feel like that's a really interesting comparison. Well, especially because there is a moment in the show where after they do the second commercial, they were like, nothing sells better in America than comedy. Where it's like, that was the first time I felt like the show was talking about sort of how society. specific and particular American society works. Totally. Where, like, American culture has always run on consumerism and on s- stuff on TV and yeah. all of that. And so you're right. I think it is sort of speaking to, like, how the culture engages with media. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, which, unfortunately, I have not watched. But, yeah, like we were saying, no press is bad press. Right. And I like also, like, as much as we li- I like to talk about modern Lucy's, like, especially when she was in her s- first getup, I was like, she looks exactly like Deborah Messing, which was so bizarre. But also talking about how male comedians have taken inspiration from her. Totally. Because I don't think it's limited to just female mm-hmm. funny people. No. Like, everybody has seen what she made work um, and sort of things she was able to do. And I thought this was just like, like you said, I think you guys made the comment that like this should be an iconic episode i i really loved it so much of the show is so good but something about this just the layers of it the tv commercial and lucy in costume and then like just they got in over her head so i think there are a lot more layers to it than a lot of episodes we've right. watched before totally. so I, it feels like kind of a more refined episode than we've seen and it feels like they bit off a lot more with this idea than some of the other ones and so there were even times where towards the end of the episode i feel like they wrapped it up more quickly than like like it was doing the idea justice because they just ran out of time where they were like oh yeah no instead of a semi line they went out and bought a bunch of other salad dressings and put a label on it and sent it out which like if it was a longer show i would like want to see them actually deal with having to like make a thousand plus jars yeah. of salad dressing but they just like had dug into too many other things and they didn't have time oh yeah so we so they went back on the show to try to say the salad dressing is bad don't buy it mm. right but and everyone took it kind of as a 
a comedy sketch. Yeah, they're like, that's amazing. I really want it. Well, and also because part of it was that they had this second character who was Miss McGillicuddy which we happen to know is Lucy's main name on the right? show. yeah. Where, like, she thought it was gross, and she thought it had gone bad, and so blah, 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 blah. But that's the other thing. Like, it's a thing about American marketing, or just marketing in general, where, like, if you have somebody whose opinion you don't respect not liking something, it makes you like it more. Right. So, they needed a very proper, very well-dressed lady to bash the salad dressing, or right. someone who the audience respected. Instead, the second character was a little bit... She's kind of a bumpkin. She yeah. had missing teeth. Blacked out teeth. teeth. She had like a crazy accent. And uh, so it's just like sort of speaking to Walla. The first time around, they totally understood how commercials work. The second time around, it like blew up in their faces, but they didn't really understand what people are getting out of it. I mean, to continue your comparison to Sasha Baron Cohen, this is the epitome of that example where yep. she comes on, she plays a character, she has like a point of view that's very clearly communicated to the audience by the way she dresses and the way she carries herself then she tells the audience to do something and the audience immediately gets that she's in on the joke Mm -hmm. that's what all of the feedback was in the mail was this was a great idea i've never seen a commercial like this definitely send me some salad dressing because it made me laugh and that's i think what Sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. is trying to accomplish with his show. Yep, totally. totally. So the next day, Ricky surprised how quickly they got their app together, but it's because they went to the store and purchased I wonder what the all com- the salad dressing. Yeah, they purchased salad dressing from the store, so I wonder what the how do you, kind they bought. And yeah. also they bought over a thousand jars of salad how dressing. What that? store has that? I know. Though my the, so Cost- the, Do they have Costco? <gasps> early, early, early adapters. Yeah. <laughs> Though the my one of my favorite bits, visual gags from the show is Ricky keeps saying, like, well, okay, great, you like have procured all of this salad dressing, you have all your labels, but like it's gonna cost money to ship these out. <laughs> and so then we learn that the girls have another idea and that they're going to be delivering them themselves because they're wearing roller skates and they have shopping carts and they're going to just go all over the tri-state area all with the way, salad dressing all the way to new jersey yep but what are they going to do just i mean i guess it must have been a local show so it was only broadcast i that guess area. So. that's that was my first thought and i i think that's right i think they just broadcast oh. you know within skating distance yeah but that button was so good and i felt like this felt like a full complete episode i loved it it was really really great i really loved it i wanted a salad i don't really like salads i mean i i liked a lot of the i liked the ethel lucy conversation about ethel's tongue being dry at like 200 labels ago oh i know and she's trying to look so cute it was really really fun and i mean it's funny because it has combined a lot of other episodes we've talked about where it's the girls going to business together and the girls you know lucy does a tv commercial and it's it's a very common theme but like this i don't know this episode was so funny it felt so fresh one like letting the girls do things that we don't always get to see them do was totally fun and fresh i agree yeah you know obviously lucy kind of stole the show when she came in as characters but seeing ethel just like be a baller selling salad dressing was really really good she was such a good saleswoman she should get that job she should be mary margaret mcmertz i want her to meet like the paul newman newman's own people (laughs) i I was thinking about paul newman and therefore you um while these while this episode while i was watching this episode i mean you know how i feel about paul newman and joanne woodward (laughs) i mean paul newman's hot like icons and also like delicious salad dressing (laughs) When you were talking about how this is similar to the girls going to business, yeah, again, it's a it's an episode where Lucy was burned by math, which I 
actually really strongly relate to. I do. I mean, and as an Aries, I get really excited about projects and I kind of go into things full force, but never really flesh them out. And then they burn out pretty quickly. Yeah. So I do identify with that element of it too. You know, you're so excited and you think you have this brilliant thing and you just want to get started ASAP. But like, maybe you should have focused on the logistics a little bit more before we got going. Like, they get on TV within 24 hours. Which, like, I respect it. I do, too. You have connections, you want to use them, but, like, maybe you should have taken, like, two days to figure out the, like... like, what's it going to cost? I think it was cool that we got to see a little bit of Desi's business brain, because we we know from our research that, like, Desi was a businessman. Totally. Desi knows all of the things that go into putting out a product. So I think he probably enjoyed getting to like read all of that off where it's like, oh, you have to pay for insurance and you have to pay for overhead and you have to this and the other thing. But did you also not like feel ill when they're talking about how a salad dressing costs 40 cents? And you're just like the equivalent of that now. Just the... That's that's literally a stamp. Like I could buy a stamp for 40 cents. They're like 39 cents. I bought bananas were 19 cents at Trader Joe's today. And that's not even organic. The thing that I really missed out on, and I know we don't have a guest on this episode, and so we don't talk about like, what is your modern pitch for an I Love Lucy reboot? But what this episode did make me wish, and I know we'll probably never see it, but it did make me wish that we could see Ethel and Lucy start a business. Like a startup. Yeah, mm. like as an arc for a season. Agreed. I would love to watch the two of them kind I wanna of stumble see, their way through. I want to see them like interviewing new hires. Yeah. They have like, an intern. Oh my God, please. I would be their intern. No, I think that like that's a really fun like offshoot show. You're agreed. Um, that's a great pitch. Kind of, like what kind of business do you think they would have? Like the dress shop obviously makes sense. I mean, chocolatiering makes sense. Anything in the kitchen really makes I sense. I think the too. like just like the height and the irony is just like I want Lucy to sell a product that's like how to balance a book for a woman like a budgeting book and it's like a special thing for like how to manage your finances where it's like she doesn't really know what she's talking about but she knows that people need it because she needs it (laughs) so So she's trying to learn from her own product exactly i really love this episode so i'm really glad we got to cover it Thank you, Hulu and Amazon. So where can our fans and friends find us? <laughs> Guys, you can find us on Instagram, which I think that's where we're the most active, yeah. at We Love Lucy Podcast. Or on Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. You can also find us on Facebook at We Love Lucy Podcast. For any thoughts and feelings, please send them to our email address. It's WeLoveLucyPod at gmail.com. Um, we miss you. Yeah, we'll see you next time, Lucy. Stay in business. Keep thinking of brilliant ideas. We're proud of you. Bye.